Good evening. Welcome to the University of Spiritual Warfare. We are delighted to have you with us this evening as we enter another powerful teaching, telling you how to improve your life, teaching you spiritual warfare, and bringing you into the understanding of certain things that have occurred during your life that you are probably not aware of. But these things have been a curse to you. And because these things have been a curse to you, they have not been dealt with, then this is the reason why you are where you are. So, today, or tonight rather, we are going to deal with these. We're going to cover a topic, killer curses. Killer curses or killer speech. Now, these speech, most of them, they come from birth. People from birth, when you're a little child, just born, they suffer from this kind of speech, which means it's not your fault. It's the fault of your parents or your grandparents, people that raised you. Now, many people in this life, they're born to lose. Yes, that's right. I'm going to show that to you from the Bible. They were born to lose. They can get nowhere. Why? Because killer speech, a killer pronunciation was made upon them from birth. And I'm going to show you in the Bible where a pronunciation was made upon someone from birth by his own mother. And this man couldn't get anywhere. He could not succeed for nothing. And I'm going to show you how he broke out. <clears throat> well, Many people say things because they mean well. They have a good intention and they're meant well. Many people say things because they get become emotional. And because of being emotional, overcome with certain emotions, they begin to speak certain things, not knowing that what you speak, whether you mean it or you're well-intentioned, whether you just become emotional, Whatever makes no difference. What you say is what you're going to get. You're going to eat the fruit of your lips. And if you don't eat it, somebody else will eat it, as you will see here. So there is a good reason people say things, because they learn how to justify themselves. And then now, how about this one? People say, well, I'm just telling it like it is. It's a fact. And they begin to give you a litany of the things they're going through. And, oh, it's a fact. And this is what happened. And, that, and they tell you everything. And, of course, it's a fact. But because they profess the fact, that's exactly what they're going to have. And the things they profess, the hard part about it is that they profess it upon other people and themselves. You see, sometimes when people say certain things, and they say it about, them, about themselves, fine. The thing you say is going to hang around your neck. That's okay. I'll correct you out of love, compassion, kindness, because I know a lot. I've been taught. I've had my experience. And many times people don't want your suggestions. They don't want to be corrected. They don't want to know. I've heard so many times over the course of my life, well, I'm just telling it like it is. 
All right, brother. Okay, sister, go ahead and tell it like it is. That's not what the Bible says. And if you don't want to hear the Bible and hear what God has to say from the Word of God, then we can lead you to water, but we cannot make you drink the water that we lead you to. So God bless you. We love you. Hope to see a change over your life in your circumstances, but you will not take what we give you. So God bless you. So well-meaning sayings, talking out of your emotions. The people feel I have a good reason to say what I said. I'm telling it like it is, but it's a curse anyhow. It's not a blessing, and it will curse a person for most of their life. Now, you remember the story of Job, just before we get to the meat of the matter. Job said one thing just before he went through it, that living hell that he went through. He said, the thing I feared most has come upon me. He feared. The thing that he feared the most has come upon him. He voiced expression to that thing. He said, I fear this. And that thing came and body slammed him. He lost his fortune, he lost his children, and he lost all of his health. Didn't lose his life, thank God. But the thing he feared most came upon him. Now let's get to the meat of the matter. If you have your Bibles, kindly turn to First Chronicles, First Chronicles chapter 4. First Chronicles 4, and we are going to see his story. We'll condense it as much as we possibly can. <clears throat> Verse 9, First Chronicles 4, And Jabez was more honorable than his brethren. And his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bore him with sorrow. So now let's unpack this Bible story, this very important teaching, powerful teaching. Now, Jabez sounds like a very pious religious name, sounds like a true Bible name. And when you talk about Jabez, Jabez was a nice sounding name. But don't call your name, don't call your children Jabez. Stay far from that name, okay? And don't look at what the Bible says here. Jabez was more honorable, able to be honored than his brothers and sisters. So don't believe for one moment that Jabez was elevated to a high position. Don't ever name your children, your grandchildren, nobody, Jabez. Now, the Bible says his mother called his name Jabez, saying, because I bore him, I delivered him in childbirth with sorrow. With what? Sorrow. Now, we know people, back in those days especially, women, they didn't have an epidural, so they delivered their baby in pain, agonizing pain, childbirth. She was in pain, contractions, and then delivery. The midwives were there, and she went through a difficult pregnant, well, we don't know about the pregnancy, but she said 
I bore him, meaning I birthed him with sorrow. It was a difficult delivery. It was a difficult delivery. In the last stages, she probably had some difficult time. But in the time when she was about to give birth, it was a difficult uh, struggle. She said, I did not know if I was going to make it. It was so difficult. I bore him with sorrow. I bore him. I birthed him with pain. So what you call him? Pain. Sorrow. That's what Jabez means. Jabez means pain. You pain. Hey, Jabez, come over here. You pain, come over here. You sorrowful thing, you, come over here. That's exactly what his name means. Pain. Sorrow. You cause mama pain. So every time you call him Jabesh, you might as well just call him, hey, you pain. Hey, you sorrowful thing, you. Come over here. So Jabez means pain and sorrow. And that's what his mother called him. What did his mama do? She cursed him. That was not a blessing. She cursed him. And she went out and she said, this is what happened when I was birthed him. So out of her emotions, out of her memory, she said, oh, my God, I'm going to remember this child. He caused me so much pain. He caused me so much sorrow. I'm going to give him a name. That no matter how he tried to get away from that name, he's gonna, I'm going to remember his name. I'm not going to call him Johnny. I'm not going to call him Abraham, friend of God. Now I'm not going to call him any other name. I'm going to call him Jabez, pain, sorrow. Come on, pain, come here. Sorrow, come here. That's Jabez. So mama cursed the boy, called him pain and sorrow. She never realized she was cursing her son, but she was. And she will probably tell you, well, I'm just telling it like it is. He caused me pain. I bore him in pain when the time came for me to deliver. Oh, my God. I, oh, I, just, I just barely, barely made it by the skin of my teeth. I couldn't deliver him. I couldn't push the baby out. And, oh, my God, I was almost dying. I almost died in childbirth. Now, so what did she do? Label him. Pain, sorrow. You're a sorry child. She told it like it is. And she called him Jabez. Well meaning, emotional, good reason, I guess. Call your son Jabez, sorrow, telling it like it is. But it was a curse to Jabez. This young man was cursed. And he was cursed by his own mother. Before he was before he was even able to get out of the starting blocks of life, you know when you know you go to school, you're five years old, you first you first learn how to read and write, and one and one is two, uh, you know that kind of stuff. His mother cursed him unintentionally, but she cursed him. She transferred her hurts, her pains, onto him. She spoke 
over him her sorrow and her pain. And she said, I will never forget. Long as I live and I see that boy, his name is sorrow, his name is pain. And she transferred her sorrow, her pain to him. Now he has to live his life being labeled, named, pain, painful, sorrowful. His name was what? Painful and sorrowful. So what did she do? She spoke death over the boy. She didn't speak life over Jabez. She named him. And she named him death. Because Jabez couldn't go anywhere. Jabez was now cursed. This is the child's name. Named by mama. Mama called him pain. Mama called him sorrow. In the same breath, let me ask the question. Well, you wouldn't know because you're a little child and you don't know certain things. What did your mother speak to you? Maybe your mother said something when you cried too much. Shut up! You this and that. But mama got angry. Mama might have called you some names. You don't know. I'm just bringing something to your attention now. Jabez's mama out of her emotion, put a label on him and called him pain, called him sorrow. And that was his name, and that's what he became. His whole life was cursed. Many people, you're in this life, are cursed by their mothers and cursed by their fathers. In a moment of anger and emotional rage, they say things. And not when the child has enough sense to know, but maybe when the child was a little baby. child had a bellyache. And was crying, crying all night. And the mother out of an emotional rage or anger said something over that little child. That thing that mama said or daddy said stuck on that child. Never left the child. Do you know? I don't know. I, of course you had loving parents, right? Of course. But remember now, Jabez's mama was a loving mother, and she meant well. She said, I'm just telling it like it is. I was so worn down and worn out, I almost couldn't produce this baby. And you know what a woman there, they, they, they couldn't do C-sections, okay? You either had a natural childbirth back then, or you'd die in childbirth with the baby in you. They didn't have no hospitals and they didn't know how to do C-sections and stitch the people, stitch the mama back up. They didn't know how to do that. They didn't have the sanitary facilities, the surgical rooms like we have today. They didn't have uh, specialists, operation and doctors on, on the staff and the specialized equipment that they have today and they can do that kind of stuff. You had to have a midwife back then. And if the baby was not delivered naturally, that big stuff. We saw Rebecca. Remember Rebecca? Huh? Rebecca. Isaac's, um, Jacob's wife. And she was giving birth. And she died. And the last thing she died, I said, she pushed out the baby. She called him Benoni. Benjamin, but she died. So that's how it goes. 
So here we have Jabez's mother calling him sorrow and pain out of her own mouth. I bore him with sorrow. And we don't know what our parents said over us when we're little children or little babies. We don't know what transpired. But something could have been said, possibly have been said, in a time of frustration, upset, anger. Baby didn't sleep all night. I am exhausted. And, oh, my God, the baby just wouldn't stop crying. Things happen. Something was said. You don't know, and I don't know. But something was said, and it cursed Jabez. And Jabez couldn't succeed in life. Jabez became frustrated. And he, I'm going to te be teaching on this Sunday in, the, in more depth. But he became very frustrated. He became very, very unsuccessful in life. Nothing worked out for him. He was cursed. So Jabez, after he reached a certain age, he realized that nothing was working. And he looked at his name. He says, my name, something is wrong with my name. And verse 10 of First Chronicles chapter 4, yeah, making everything nice and short for you. Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, God, that you would bless me indeed. I'm cursed. Nothing is working out. Everything is just going opposite of the way it's supposed to go. It's going in the opposite tra trajectory. Oh, God, change my curse into a blessing. Oh, that you would bless me indeed, truly bless me. Enlarge my coast and that your hand might be with me and that you would keep me from evil. Keep me from evil. That means evil was coming left, right, and center on him. Remember his name? Pain and sorrow. So every demon was trying to come on him to what? Inflict pain and sorrow upon Jabez. Why? Mama named him Jabez. Pain and sorrow. She called him that name. And that it might not, or it may not grieve me. Keep me from evil that it may not grieve me. Why? He was being grieved. He was what? Being grieved. He was unsuccessful. He was frustrated. Everything he touched turned to muck. It just fell apart. Nothing worked. That should keep me from evil that the evil might not grieve me. Well, buddy, your name means pain and sorrow. Means nothing is going to come out successful for you. Everything you touch broke or breaks. Must break. Why? That's your name. Your mama gave you that name, and you're going to keep that name. Jabez said, no, I am not. I'm going to go to the curse breaker. I'm going to go to the change maker. I'm going to go to the situation 
changer. And I'm going to ask him to break the curse over my life. I'm going to ask him to change my circumstance and my situation. And that's why the Bible says Jabez called on the God of Israel. First Chronicles 4.10. He called on the God of Israel. And he said, oh, that you would bless me, really, truly bless me, Lord. I'm not getting, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. Everything is coming up painful and sorrowful for me, just like my name. I can't succeed. Everything I touch breaks, and it causes me pain, and it causes me sorrow. Why? That's my name. Mama named me pain. Sorrow. Not my daddy, my mama. She transferred her pain. She transferred her hurt, her emotional pain, and all of what she went, she transferred that to me. In her emotion, she was so hurt and so discouraged and so down and in such pain. Caused me, it was a difficult pregnancy, difficult delivery. And she transferred it to me. She said, I'm not going to let you forget. Every time I look at you and call your name, pain, sorrow. She looked at him and said, you know, when a mother has a baby, she has all that pain. The Bible says she looks at the newborn baby and she forgets all the pain. Not, not Jabez's mother. Jabez, every time she looked, every time she called his name, Jabez, go bring me a cup of water. Jabez, go bring me uh, something. Jabez, do this. Jabez, do that. Pain, sorrow, go do this. Do. Reminding you, young man, cause me pain. I want you to remember it every day of your life. You get up, Jabez. Your friends call you Jabez. Anybody call you Jabez. You're a pain. You're full of sorrow. That's who you are. So mama, curse the boy. Unintentionally. Unintentionally. But she cursed him. But Jabez had enough. And he called on the God of Israel. Oh God, that you would bless me. And enlarge my coast. Mine hand, that your hand might be with me. And that you would keep me from evil. Preserve me from evil that the evil will not grieve me. I am sick and tired of being grieved. I'm done, Lord. I can't fight anymore. Every turn of my life, I'm grieved. Every time they call my name, and mother, every time I think about my name, somebody calls my name, I'm grieved. Why? Pain. Sorrow, come here. Good morning, Mr. Sorrow. Good morning, Mr. Pain. Well, what's so good about it? Mr. Payne and Mr. Sorrow, Jabez. And the Bible says God granted him that which he requested. God broke the curse from him. God granted what he requested. Did God change his name? Of course God changed his name. The Bible says when we come to the Lord, we are given a new name. We have a new name. 
He went to the Lord. The Lord broke the curse from him. I don't know my new name written down in glory. Jabez didn't know his new name either. But I know it wasn't. Earthly people might have still called him Jabez. They call me Norman. My name means man from the north. Not curse, not pain. But Jabez meant pain and sorrowful. So, your name. Don't know what your meaning of your name is. But it's not just your name. It's the things that were said in a time of frustration, time of deep emotion, things that they called you while you were growing up. You're so stupid. You just can't learn. You're just like your father. You're just like your mother. They say things like you. And they say things to put you down. And these things are still dogging you like a bloodhound right through your life. And you don't, well, let me see now. <coughs> you have a certain amount of birthdays. And you should have been farther along in life than you are today, but you just can't seem to get up and go. You just can't seem to get it going right. Why? Because these things are just dogging you. These things that were spoken over you when you were a little baby and you didn't realize it. You didn't have sense enough to remember things. But they had just been there and cursing you and dogging you. Broken curses. Broken curses caused Jabez to flourish. But the curses that were spoken in childhood over many, many people are still causing them to stumble. We don't know what we were spoken of in our lives. I'm going to go in more detail on Sunday. Because, you know, for example, myself, I'm going to talk about myself, how I grew up. My family wasn't in witchcraft per se, but they had certain traditions. For example, with the rum bottle. When they opened a thing of rum, they would pour out a capful of rum, and I'd see my uncle throw that capful of rum behind him. And then when they opened another rum bottle, they would pour out a little bit of rum on the ground. And if they killed an animal, you know, like a goat or something of that nature, they'd take some of the blood and take it over in a corner and they sprinkle some of the blood around the house. I didn't do that stuff, but I saw it done. And I was growing up in the house. So it was part of a traditional thing. Did it affect me? Of course it did. Why? I lived in the house. I, did I do it? No. But it's affected me. Did you do it? No. But certain things done by your forefathers, your parents, uh, your grandparents, your uncles, aunties, they do affect you. These curses, they dog you. And you don't know what was spoken. You don't know what happened when you were a baby. Because some babies have little sicknesses. I've heard people's testimony. A couple of years ago, I had someone working in my employment, and he told me, well, his wife told me, actually. She told me that during her time as a young child, a young girl growing up, she said she was always suffering from asthma. And her mother took her to a priest, Santeria priest, and the priest did certain things, blah, blah, blah. 
And from that day, she never suffered from asthma anymore. But later on in life, she became a Santeria devotee. So what did Satan do? He took away the demon of asthma, but he gave her a stronger demon to become a disciple, a worshiper. So when did that happen? Childhood. Childhood. So along the journey into adulthood, certain things happen in childhood. And then there are other things that happen in babyhood when you don't remember stuff. Now, in my vast readings, I read about people in different cultures and certain things I've seen many times and seen, heard of over my vast years and in my readings and research. And, you know, people are dedicated. Some people, you know, you take a baby, when you have a little baby, you take them to church and you dedicate the child to the Lord in church. And they dress up the child in white, you know, a little boy or a little girl, nice, pretty little dress. And then everybody dress up, and it's a beautiful thing. And baptism, you know, but the dedication was dedicating a child unto the Lord. Well, many people don't believe in the Lord. So what they do, they have a dedication to the devil. And you don't know if you were dedicated to the devil. Sometimes things happen, you know, and they do certain customary things and traditional things, and you don't know. You just don't know. So these things happen. And this is what happened to Jabez. Jabez's mother, she had this tough delivery, very, very tough delivery, giving birth to Jabez. And she pronounced upon him and called him with her own mouth, Jabez, which means pain and sorrow. That's his name. And I'm sure she didn't mean anything. She just wanted to say, I bore him in sorrow. And she was well-intentioned. She didn't mean any harm. But she said, I want to remember this boy. I had him with sorrow. I had him with so much pain. This delivery, when I had him, was so terrible. I thought I was going to die. So I'm going to remember it for as long as I live. I'm going to call him pain. I'm going to call him sorrow. And Jabez's life became what? A painful life, sorrowful life. Now let's go to the Bible in Mark, the 11th chapter, and look at the 23rd verse, because words are powerful. And Mama, Jabez's mother, spoke over him when he was a baby, gave him a name that messed up the boy's life, cursed him. He couldn't get anywhere. He had to go to the curse breaker to God and implore God, God, bless me, truly bless me. In other words, remove this curse because all this sorrow and this pain I'm going through is grievous to me. And only you can bless me and remove this curse. So we're going to make sure, just in case, and again, I'm going to deal with that. We're going to do something special. And so we're going to remove every curse. Childhood days. Things that are spoken over your life. Things that are said about you that you don't even know. We're going to remove it. Because we're going to go to God. The curse breaker. Any evil dedication that you're dedicated. 
some people they did something where they used blood and they touched people with blood, the blood of an animal. Yeah, I remember when I was a boy, uh, they used to do. I never did it though, because I didn't. I was afraid of pain. But these young boys, you know, some of them I I I grew up with. I was in school with them. They would stick their finger in, you know, like a, with like a pin, and blood would come out, and they would uh, become blood brothers. You know, two two uh, young fellows would stick their finger with a, with, with a needle, and they'd put their fingers together, and they say, "Now we are blood brothers." I never did that because I was always scared of pain. I said, no, I'm not going to do that stuff. You know, I, I never realized that God was with me. So even though some of my uh, schoolmates did that stupid stuff, I, I, I just didn't do it because I, me, stick myself with a pin? No way! I was too, I was too scared. I, I, I didn't like pain, okay? And I saw them do that. Stick their finger with a pin? Blood would come, the other person would stick their finger, they would put the two fingers, and now they would like take an oath to become blood brothers. I don't know how it works, it's just childhood fantasy, but that's an evil dedication, a blood ritual. The Bible tells us we shouldn't do those things anytime it comes to blood. So these are the things that has transpired. But Mark the 11th chapter, let's look at the 23rd verse. We're going to see the power of words that Jesus tells us about. And Jesus said, truly, verily, I say to you that whosoever, anybody, shall say, speak to a mountain, situation, condition, be removed, be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which you you choose say, mm. believe that the things which you say shall come to pass. You shall have whatsoever you say. When a person is angry and they say certain things in a moment of anger and frustration, watch out. Whoa, watch out. You become angry and you say certain things in the heat and the passion of anger. Watch out. I'll calm your temper down. Because when you say stuff out of anger, yeah, you send out a signal. You send out a telegraph, a telegram to the demons. Fulfill this job. Get it done. If it's something negative. When you pray and you speak to God, you're speaking in the positive, the affirmative. You say, in the name of Jesus, be healed, be delivered. That's an affirmative speech. That when you speak those things, I believe in my prayer. I believe those things which I say. The word of God, when I pray, I believe a thousand percent with every fiber of my being. And I believe it will come to pass. You shall have whatsoever you say. That's how I pray. This is the power of speech. So when Jabez's mama came and she had that 
difficult birthing. Finally, the baby came out, and the midwives took the baby, and she said, oh, oh, what's his name? What's his name? Jabez, call him pain, call him sorrow. Well, she said it because she believed it, because she was speaking from a point of emotion, negative emotion. She was speaking from the point of her personal pain. And what she had just gone through, her life was hanging in the balance. Remember now, I tell you, they didn't have no uh, C-section, no doctors that could do a C-section on her. Just in case, you know, she got faint and couldn't push the baby out. No, 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 no. No C-section, nothing like that allowed. They didn't have that technology. So she had to push and push, and finally she pushed the baby out. And then the baby came out. She was just about had it. Two more minutes, she'd have probably died. She couldn't deliver. And if you can't deliver, bring the baby to the birth, and she can't deliver, she'll die. Baby will die in her. That's how it was. I remember now again, Rebecca. She was able to push out Benjamin and call his name Benoni. And the Bible says she died. That was Jacob's life. All right? So this is what happened. So the things she say, which the things which you say is going to come to pass, and this is what come to pass, or this is what came to pass upon Jabez. He shall have whatsoever you say. What you speak, exactly what you're going to get. This is what transpired. Mama, remember now, Jabez was a little teeny-weeny baby, newborn baby. Jabez has no strength, no energy, no power to do anything. So Mama, who produced him, who birthed him, spoke on his behalf. And she spoke his name, pain and sorrow. Was there anything that your mother, your father spoke about you? You don't know? We don't know. We're little children. I know what they've spoken over the years because, you see, uh, I have a good memory and I can remember certain things they say. And then sometimes when people get upset, they say, what are you, stupid? Huh? You idiot! Those things are called. Sometimes those things are said. Moment of anger, moment of frustration. You're going to make sure we break him. Jabez went to the Lord and said, Oh God, you are the curse breaker. Indeed, bless me. Bless me indeed. Enlarge my coast. That your right hand, your hand of power might be with me. That you would keep me from evil. Preserve me, Lord. That it may not grieve me. I've had enough grieving. I'm sick. I'm, I'm, I'm worn out, God. I can't take any more. And while I'm reading this and I was uh, uh, getting this, because you see, that was exactly what I went through when I got saved. I was whipped. I couldn't take any more. I was an atheist. I could not stand anymore. I was beat. When I said, Jesus, I surrender, I couldn't take one more ounce of resistance to Jesus. I just 
threw myself on his mercy and I just gave up. I couldn't, I had no more fight in me to fight. That was the truth. And I had to tell him, I said, Lord, I, I can't fight no more. I'm done. I surrender. I give up. I'm not going to do it my way anymore. I'm going to do it your way, Lord. That's what I did when I got saved. And he took my load, my heavy burden off of me. So here, all this occurred because of what? Speech. Speech of the mother over a child. Speak of a speech of an adult over a child. Speak of a teacher. How many had some serious wicked teachers that beat and and physically beat and spoke things, called the children names? Idiot! You numbskull! You fool! Oh yes, teachers call cruel names to children. They don't know any better. And they pronounce all these things upon children in the schools. Is there any wonder why the children are going the way they're going today? People don't know any better. They become frustrated. They become emotional. And some of them, well, I'm just telling it like it is. Your mama was no good. Your grandfather was no good. Your great-grandfather was no good. And you ain't good. You ain't no good either. So they go up the generation line and they invoke the grandparents, parents, and say, because they were no good, you ain't no good either. Spoken word, spoken curses. Said many times in a moment of anger, frustration, set out of certain emotions. Telling it like it is, but cursing the person that it was spoken to. Lead me to the next scripture, Proverbs the 18th chapter. Kindly turn your Bibles there, please. Proverbs the 18th chapter. Let's look at the 21st verse. <clears throat> Excuse me. Proverbs 18, 21 says, Death first, and then life are in the power of the tongue. They that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. They that love what? Death or life. You love the tongue and you love to speak. You're going to eat the fruit of your speech. That's what Jesus said right here. You shall what? Have whatsoever you say. Jesus said that. Mark eleven twenty three. Anything you speak, you shall have whatsoever you say. Speak it, believe it, you shall have whatsoever you say. And you know when people speak in, the, in, a, in an intense emotional, they speak out of anger and they're upset, they believe it, pride. But let me tell you, they put some emphasis on it. When you're angry, hey, you, know, you say something, you idiot! You fool! You, you know what? And they call names and they're angry. They believe the words they speak. When they speak in death. And when they speak those words, guess what? Those words got some serious power. And by the way, when the witches and the, and, and the wizards, the warlocks are cursing, the believers in the midnight hour between 12 o'clock and 3 o'clock, that's how they do it. They curse. 
That's why David said in Psalm 109, the mouth of the wicked, the mouth of the deceitful are open against me, spoken against me with a lying tongue and in wrath and burning anger with a deep burning passion. They hate me and they speak curses against me. You better wake up and smell the coffee and realize that this is a speech warfare. And if you're not speaking the hammer, the fire of the living God against uh, against your enemy, not in only defense but offense, don't wait for something to happen. But go on offense and stay on the offense. Then you're going to be a victim and not the victor. Bible Code 7 is to bring you into victory. Tired of you being a doormat for the devil. Listen, I know what I'm talking about. What? I was there, and I didn't know any better. I didn't know what warfare was. So the devil was using me as a punching bag, a dartboard, and a doormat. And not only was he using me as that, he'd say, jump, and I'd say, how high, master? And I'd jump, because the devil told me to. Go drink that liquor, beer, wine, whatever it is. I'd say yes, and I'd go drink it because he told me to. Curse! I'd curse. And whatever else the devil told me to do, I'd do. Didn't know any better. But Jesus came and Jesus broke me from the curse. The curse breaker was Jesus. And he broke me from the curse. So here I was speaking death out of my mouth. Everything was death because I used to curse. I had colorful language, okay? My mouth was filthy. I used to speak some very profane words. Okay? That's, that's the way I was. I'm not just as an atheist, but I used to speak some colorful language. The kind of language that you here on television nowadays. Back then, we had little decency. We didn't say stuff like that on television. Nowadays, they just let it rip. Everybody's saying it. The newscaster, people on TV, the big-name politicians, everybody is cussing. We, you know, I mean, I used to do that. Don't do that no more. My nature changed. I don't speak death anymore, except to the devil and the demons of hell and the wicked. We shall... Live and not die. They shall die and not live. And we will declare the works of the Lord. So all those things, there's a ship. There's a powerful ship. Death and life are in the power of your tongue. Those that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Whatever you speak, you're going to eat it. You're going to devour it. Jabez's mother spoke it. And Jabez devoured it. And she couldn't get any blessing from that son because that son was making it. He wasn't cutting it at all. He was frustrated. He was, he was a loser. He was what you call a loser. He was a born loser. Well, actually, not a born loser, but since birth, his mother spoke him to become a loser. He was born a champion, but mama, Cursed him. 
spoke the wrong things over him. Call his name sorrow and pain. And he's lived a life of sorrow and pain. And go back to this first scripture again, First Chronicles chapter 4. <clears throat> Jabez was more honorable than his brethren. His mother called his name Jabez, saying, I bore him with pain, with sorrow. But Jesus, Jabez said, I'm, I'm done. He called out unto the Lord God of Israel. Oh, God, truly bless me. Bless me. Give me a true blessing. Enlarge my coast. Let your hand be with me. You keep me from evil. Prevent the evil from using me as a doormat, a dartboard, and a punching bag. That it may not grieve me. I'm grieved enough. My whole life is grief. My name is grief. My name is sorrow. My name is pain. I need a name change. What did God do? The merciful God. The Bible says that God granted him that which he requested. Now tonight I want you to understand what Code 7 is all about. Weaponizing the word of the living God. Going back to God with his word. When you, you go to God with his word, the word, whatever word you go with, God hears that word and he grants it to you because it's coming from your heart, from your lips. When you begin to use that word, Jesus said you're being clean by the words that I speak to you. So when you come and you use the very same words and speak back to Jesus with that word, what are you doing? You're washing yourself. You're washing yourself. I worked out today. I came home and I took a nice shower and washed off all that sweat perspiration off of me. I wash myself. But now I'm, when, I, when I use the word of God, I'm cleaning the inside. I'm cleaning my soul. I'm cleaning my inner man, my spirit man. Washing myself with what? The word. I'm made clean by the words that I'm declaring. And I know which words to declare to wash myself of every curse. I know how, how, how to use the word to deliver myself from the, from the curses and the afflictions of the enemy. It's all in the word. It's in what? The word. You're made clean by the words I speak unto you. That's what Jesus said. So God heard Jabez. And God granted him that which he requested. God did what he requested. And God changed his story. So here, cursed by his own mother. Mama got emotional. Mama was upset. Mama was, you know, telling it like it is. But she cursed her son. And not only did she curse her son, she cursed him for her life. Until he went to God and said, my life is not going anywhere. Nothing is working for me. God, truly bless me. Change my life. Turn around. Break the curse over my life. And as I said now, this was spoken by Mama J Jabez's mother. Unintentional. She didn't mean any harm. She was just telling it like it is. 
What was spoken over you when you were a little child, when you didn't have ability to understand anything? Maybe a babysitter. You did something and the babysitter got upset. Maybe a cousin and auntie and they called your name. Maybe you were in school. And the teacher called your name. I know I've been called some names, but I broke those curses. Because you see, I know better. And I break them. I want to break every curse over you. I'm going to go in more detail on Sunday when I teach this. Sunday evening, 5 o'clock. I'm going to have a breaking service. I'm going to invite you to join me on Sunday. You can call in on the line at Sunday evening, 5 o'clock. Because we're going to do this thing. And I want to go in a little bit more depth and show you some things. Because there's a thing what we call a recurring decimal. Just as Jabez just couldn't make headway in life, he tried, he tried, and he tried, and he tried, and he just couldn't get anywhere. Maybe you've been trying and trying and trying and trying. Maybe you've been sick and you just can't seem to get better. Maybe you just don't have no energy and you just don't seem to be able to find your energy. What's going on? Well, we're going to break that. We're going to break all that stuff. I'm recalling several years ago, I taught a series, and it was similar to this. I taught on generational curses. Right after the seminar I presented, a young lady came and she started telling me about her mother and telling me about herself. At a certain time of the day, the mother would be sleepy and just couldn't function. And she said, in my life where I work, at that time of the day, 2 o'clock or 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, I have to take coffee, espresso coffee, because the same thing happened to my mother is the same thing happening to me even right now. And I prayed with her and broke that curse, that generation curse. So we're going to do that. just want to inform you. Make sure you utilize, weaponize the word of a living God. Declare the word. Speak the word over yourself. The word is a curse breaker. And tune in on Sunday, 5 o'clock. I'll have a lot more, a little bit more details to teach you on this topic, this subject. And we'll be praying a special prayer on Sunday. And we'll be praying for the breaking of any curse, any dedicate, anything that transpired when you're a little child. Even the customs and the traditions, you know, like I told you about my uncles, they open a bottle of rum, they would pour out a little cap full in the rum and throw it behind them. I saw them do that. They would open a bottle of rum and sprinkle some of the rum on the ground. Why? The ancestors, the spirits, please the spirits with blood and rum and that kind of stuff. I was there. I saw it, didn't know what it meant. I want to make sure that we do things and make sure you know. So search yourself and see what's going on in your life. And we will get together on Sunday and we'll deal with that aspect of it. Bible Code 7. I'm not teaching about something I read in somebody's book. I'm not teaching about something I heard as a testimony. I'm teaching what the Lord has revealed to me. These are my testimonies. This is where I'm coming from. God allowed me to go into the depth of the swimming pool. And I didn't drown, okay? 
it came up, I had to sink or swim. Well, I swam by his grace, and he brought me through, and he's taught me, and I want to teach you also and break these curses from you. So may the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May he make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord God lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Go now until Jesus returns. God bless you. Have an outstanding, amazing night. And we'll catch you again on Sunday.